I absorbed a large quantity of synthetic CPH4 that will allow me to use 100% of my cerebral capacity. Once the brain reaches 20%, it opens up and expands the rest. There are no more obstacles. They fall away like dominoes. I'm colonizing my own brain. Hey, yo, what's going on, friends? Welcome back to In Madness Pod. I think we're on episode 13. Lucky 13. Oh, yeah, great. Let's see how this one goes. It's Sean the Butcher. I'm here with my buddy Vertebrae 33. What's going on, dude? What's happening, Sean? How you doing? I'm very good. I'm very excited for this episode. It's one I've been talking about for a while. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I have a tendency for some reason to bring this movie up constantly. So we figured, what the hell, let's dip into it for our lucky 13th episode. Yeah, a few t- a few times you've mentioned it, but I've noticed that on a lot of the episodes, we will talk about things and then a few times and then we'll be like, okay, let's let's talk about that actual movie now. Right. We it, kind of they're living in some of the same worlds. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of our last episode we put out too. the menu. I want to thank again, Chef Brian, for being on that. That was one of our best episodes that set the bar really high for. So this one's going to be probably not as good as the last episode. We'll be back. But, uh, you know, as far as guests, I mean, we've had two two guests and both guests were so great um so the bar is definitely set for guests i would say yeah yeah exactly um, that's a good way to put it yeah <laughs> yeah don't set it i'm about to check out now you said it yeah for, right uh, no this fun. is gonna be good because you know what this is a very underrated movie this is a very underappreciated movie again hopping out of the horror i promise we will hop back into the horror for our next episode but we'll talk about that later but there's very much horror elements i would argue it's very horror and and i have to say just in general about the podcast so been getting a lot of really great feedback from people on the podcast and and getting involved um but i do get one question that and it's come up a few times so mm. i feel like we should bring this up okay uh i've gotten what is the milking of the alpacas moment Right. And and some people haven't gone back and listened to it. So can you clearly explain to our listeners what that means? Well, there's there's the movie we got it from, which is Color Out of Space. If you have not seen Color Out of Space, check out the movie first, then go check out episode five of In Madness Pod, Color Out of Space, where we take a deep dive into the movie. In that movie, there is a point where uh, dad, Nicolas Cage, who has made this terrible purchase of these alpacas for his farm, uh, a asteroid falls into their yard and everyone is baffled by this. But all of a sudden, no one cares about the asteroid because Nick Cage has to go milk his alpacas. <laughs> and him and his son, Benny, are sitting there milking these alpacas in front of, ah, what was the the water surveyor Ward. guy? Ward, Ward, in front of Ward. And it's, Ward is just looking at them like, what is happening? And you as the viewer watching the movie, like, what is happening? And Nick Cage shoots the alpaca milk in the bucket and Benny goes, good job, dad. It's just the weirdest. It's like this shifting of energy and every movie has that shift of energy. Barbarian, you know, Colorado space, uh, the menu. According to you, the mist has 75 of them. The mist has 75 milking of any. <laughs> it's that it's that it's that moment where you're either in or you're out and it is the it is the turning point of the movie that is the milking of the alpacas awesome Uh, and i think we probably periodically as we get new listeners we'll probably have to kind of 
re-explain that to uh on to one of the episodes we talked about making milking the alpacas shirts or oh, stickers yeah. or something or possibly <laughs> even doing this podcast is there an alpaca an al- convention or from an alpaca farm <laughs> I, we should have some sort of alpaca in the madness uh hemisphere i like that, I like and, that. and uh <clears throat> just another quick aside so uh my wife listens to this podcast she's an avid listener why she listens to me talk about a movie for two hours when she has to live with me too i i don't know but you know bless her heart um and i got a random text from her the other day at work and it said you can't make a milking alpacas moment that early in a movie she was listening to the batman that was the only text there was no follow-up after that i knew exactly it was beautiful and because i noticed that usually (laughs) when i have a milking of the alpacas moment you're like oh that was mine as well i think the batman was the first movie we had different milking of the alpacas moments yes and mine was super early um, I want to thank everybody for participating, for listening, for talking to you, for talking to me, for DMing us on the socials at in madness pod in madness pod at gmail.com. We have the YouTube page. Subscribe to that. We got the in madness playlist on Spotify, all the cool movies and all the music that's in these movies or songs that have sampled the movies that we review is all on that playlist. And uh, I have to ask, oh, do you have the vinyl for this movie? There, there, there is none. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so uh, I think you should introduce the movie. Okay. However, I hope you're going to do it the way I want you to do it. Well, I was going to save that for later. Okay. But, <laughs> okay. Okay. No, then do it. Do it your way. But as we'll, long as we'll, you're... Jump, we'll jump in and back and forth. Okay. Okay. As long uh, as you're reading my mind. Yes. Perfect. So the movie is Lucy from 2014. Uh, I feel like a broken record because I'm like, I didn't see this movie. So there are a few movies I haven't seen. So this is your first time seeing this yes. movie. Yes. I knew about the movie. I think, I, I don't know why I missed it because it, it's something that's up my alley. I don't know if it was marketed differently, if I thought it was, you know, like a John Wick movie or something, which it's not. It, it gets really insane at the end. Um, we that's jumped to the out. end, just tell that already. But yeah, uh, it came out in 2014. Uh, the director was Luke, and I'm going to, he's French, he's famous, Luke Besson, I'm going to say, right? Uh, he made The Fifth Element and Leon the Professional. Oh, we gotta add those to the list, especially <laughs> Leon the Professional. Oh, what's his face? Yeah, uh, Gordon from Batman. Yeah, uh, uh, he's so good as the psychopath. Oh, he's oh. yeah. Okay, Leon, maybe we'll do that soon. Um, the soundtrack is Eric Serra. He's done a bunch of random soundtracks. It's it's a pretty interesting soundtrack. We get into it right off the bat with the opening. It's pretty cool. Uh, the cast, Scarlett Johansson as Lucy, Morgan Freeman, our pal as Professor Norman, Choi Min Sik, um, Sik, Sik, I think, is Mr. Yang, Jang. How do you pronounce that? I'm going to say Jang, I think. Jang. Mr. Okay. Jang says, stay Jang. here. <laughs> yes. And Amir Waked as uh, Pierre Del Rio, the in- incompetent cop. Uh, oh god yeah <laughs> the, the one production note really is that it this was all the fight scenes and you'll love this were filmed almost completely with practical effects wire work and rotating sets and they did a lot of that stuff on set so it, it definitely has that look to it 
Um, and I think we should we should jump right in. Yes. Uh, I, and again, underrated, underappreciated. If you have not seen Lucy, watch it immediately. I think it's on one of the streaming services. Uh, it's so good. And yeah, it's like not marketed the way you think it's going to be. And again, it's a lot of what we bring up in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into it. The movie opens. We got these blue cells dividing and we see a prehistoric ape drinking from the river. Essentially, I guess this is like the dawn of mankind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a voice tells us life was given to us a billion years ago. And what have we done with it? And I yeah. have to stop you already. Yep, go ahead. I have to stop you already and and just say that's uh, untrue. The the fact of so it was actually like 3.5 billion years ago that like Oh, so it wasn't life was given to us a billion years ago. No. It was 3.5 billion. Okay. Yeah. I mean life on earth started, you know, single cell organisms and things like that about 3.5 3.7 billion years ago. Um th- this movie um, just because we've learned with this movie, just because Morgan Freeman says it, you're going to believe it. Well, I think Lucy says it. Yes. So maybe Lucy this was it. before she developed a hundred percent use of her brain was when she made that statement. Maybe she wasn't fully there yet. Well, I'm going to say we might as well. Let, we're spoiling this whole movie. You haven't Go seen ahead. it. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I, I'm going to say that that narration of her is from later in the movie, because when we meet her in the beginning, she doesn't seem that thoughtful. No, she seems quite uh, ditzy and not all there in the beginning. Yeah, party animal, uh, and she meets her great boyfriend, Richard. But um, I'm going to say this narration is from the end. But, I mean, this movie, we're going to get a lot of science from our buddy Morgan Freeman. And, you know, most of it is not true. Oh, damn that breaks my heart because i was really hoping you get okay yeah this is gonna be like me with chef brian arguing about food I was really we get hoping. the cool the cool cell division opening that really cool music yeah. and then we see lucy right that's uh, yeah that's lucy yeah well they they show us what what have we done with the last 3.5 billion not billion years and there's yeah. just images of humans creating architecture and transportation and technology and then yes we are introduced to lucy uh, our main character, uh, she's spoken to, well, yeah, th- that was also Lucy drinking out of the, the the river. But we are introduced to our actual main character, Lucy, who's with uh, this dude in a cowboy hat, Richard. Yes. Um, she's not really paying attention to him. She looks like she's kind of buzzed. She's sipping on her coffee. And Richard's like, it's easy. Get in, get out. It's all done. It's easy. She's like, why don't you do it yourself? He's like, ah, they wouldn't expect someone as hot as you to show up to deliver this case. It'll blow his mind. <laughs> uh, this shady guy is holding the briefcase, Richard. She's like, what's in it? He's like, ah, don't be paranoid. Don't you trust me? And then I love the shots. It's them in the in the club drinking and taking shots and making out and just partying their ass Yeah, they've off. known each other for a week. Yeah. So Lucy's telling Richard she likes him, but she's got a lot of stuff to do. She tries to leave. He's like, don't leave. Uh, a few days ago, he was in a museum and he learned that the first woman ever was named Lucy. Vertebrae, right. is this true? Please don't break my heart and tell me it's not. So that shot of Lucy is based off of a 3.2 million year old fossil. Um, and this fossil kind of showed how humans would have developed to bipedalism, walking on, you know, on two instead of fours. Um 
and it shows that they were, you know, um, doing that kind of before we thought. They were walking around before the earliest stone tools were made or their brains even got bigger. Um, so it kind of shows early stages of becoming humans. Um, so the timing is off. It's based off a of fossil. So I guess I could assume it's first woman. I've not in the research I did. It didn't say specifically that, but we can assume we'll assume that part is, is correct on that. one. I hope her name was Lucy. We get this image of an ape inside of a glass case and the name is Lucy. She yeah, that care. part is correct. That's I, correct. I don't okay. know. You know, they said first female. I, I don't know if that's what? Yeah, right. close yeah, enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she tries to leave and Richard tells her he had a falling out with this guy. He cannot deliver the case himself. Uh, if she goes, it'll solve his problem. Go up to reception, ask for Mr. Jang to come down. He'll come take the briefcase. You smile and leave. Then we get this awesome shot of a mouse approaching a trap with a piece of cheese. So cool. Mm -hmm. She's like, what's in the case? He won't tell her. He wants to open it. It's locked. She wants to open it. Only Mr. Jang has the code. He's just a delivery boy. She's like, how much you get paid to drop this off? 1,000 bucks. He'll split it with her. She still doesn't give a shit. She goes to leave. He grabs her arm and cuffs her to the briefcase. She starts freaking out. She's like, take it off. He's like, "There's no, I had no choice. There's nothing I could do. I'll wait for you here outside. And she is pissed. Then we cut to this other brilliant shot. Leopards. <laughs> hunting antelope like so che sick cheetahs she is it cheetahs cheetahs, cheetahs. yeah I, i'm i'm, in, I'm in. <laughs> lucy walks into the lobby of the hotel she walks to the front desk asks for mr jang the man at the front immediately looks nervous cut to our antelope being hunted as these what are they Those they're not leopards cheetahs. No, cheetahs. i'm gonna write cheetah as the cheetah is stalking the antelope and we get this tense moment of the man at the front desk demanding to give Mr. Jang her name. She's looking outside at Richard. Man at the desk says, Mr. Jang says, stay right here. She wants to sit down and the man says, Mr. Jang says, stay right here. And even the dude at behind the desk looks nervous. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Elevator door opens and four big Asian gang members walk out with another scary looking guy. Totally badass looking. The shots of them walking are cut with the shots of the cheetahs approaching the antelope. Mm -hmm. So sick. Lucy looks outside to Richard. Poor Richard. And much like vertebrae 33 in the Batman. Uh-oh. This immediately brings me to our, to my milking of the alpacas moment. Oh. If you have a different one, I want you to hit me with it when I get to it. Pop. Richard's stomach explodes. He's been shot. Blood sprays all over the glass. We're talking this movie is two and a half minutes in and the shit is hitting the fan. And much like the mist, once it hits, it keeps hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. And that's one of the things I love about this movie. And broad daylight. In broad, broad daylight, day. your favorite. <laughs> Blood sprays all over the glass. Richard got shot. He's dead. The whole lobby panics. This shot is intertwined with the cheetahs chasing the antelope and killing the antelope. 
Yeah. The gang members pick up Lucy, scoop her into the elevator, and the doors close. Horrifying. They bring her up to Mr. Jang's room. And the fir- and if that wasn't horrifying enough, the first thing Lucy sees is a man's feet on the floor in the room next to her, twitching, covered in blood. And she pukes. And out from the bathroom walks one of my favorite movie villains. I'm possible nomination uh, for the In Madness Villain Hall of Fame next to Miss Carmody in the Mist. <laughs> we have Mr. Jang, one of the scariest dudes ever. Yeah. Got this $10,000 suit on, stepping over these dead bodies, which he clearly just killed. He's got goggles on for some reason. They're just covered in blood. He raises his hand to take the glasses off of his face, and his hands are just drenched with blood like he was digging around in their bodies. Like Yeah, this, this guy gets involved. He's not just a boss standing off to the side, which makes he, him even scarier. He loves it. I mean, I don't know what he thinks wiping his hands really quickly. And all that does for any of that. Um, and th- this actor, um, Choi, is a huge superstar in, in Asia. Um, and the director on like the making of said he's DiCaprio multiplied by Tom Cruise. That's what's up. <laughs> and that you can see it because he's so commanding. He's not speaking any English. And he's just completely commanding that scene as soon as he shows up. Of every scene. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, he is, and all the dudes are following him like he is the guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the thugs, one of the thugs walks over to him with his filthy, bloody hands with the, and the guy's got a bottle of water and just out in the open, in the middle of the floor, he's pouring the water and, and Mr. Jang is just washing his hands and the blood's just going everywhere, all over everything. Lucy's freaking out, begging him not to kill her. They bring over to a phone. Mr. Jang calls a man and he translates. Mr. Jang wants you to know, uh, wants to know what's in the case. Lucy has no idea. Mr. Jang grabs a notepad, writes down one four zero piece of paper, and he walks away. All the thugs walk away. It's the code to open the case. All the thugs walk back out and they're holding blast shields, SWAT mm-hmm. style, towards Lucy. She wants to know what's in the case, and the man on the phone says, nothing dangerous. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Mr. Jang yells, and all the men pull their guns and point them at Lucy. She opens the case, and it's four plastic pouches filled with blue powder. Mm-hmm. And the code, before we get past the code, yep. Yep. so the brief briefcase code 140 uh, is the former Twitter character count. Right, that's how many characters you can do on Twitter. It was the age of Job from the Bible when he died. Did you look up interesting facts on the number 140? <laughs> I was wondering if this was like symbolic. Wh- why they picked it. Did, <laughs> did it mean something, right? Mm-hmm. It's the BPM of dubstep music. <laughs> and then <laughs> lastly, in, in angelic numbers, it means new beginning, fresh starts, and exciting opportunities. Okay. So that's. I don't think it was an accident that he did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Jang is relieved. He walks back in the room. He cuts open one of the pouches and with a straw pulls out a few of these blue particles. The thugs grab a drug addict from the back room. They make him inhale the blue powder and this dude falls into a psychotic trance. Yeah, this guy's disgusting looking. Mm, right? Like, they, he's they, totally like they strong him out, out of totally skin row. Yeah, he's got yellow teeth and just he's he's messed up. Um, He begins laughing like a maniac. The thugs begin laughing at him. 
Uh, and Mr. Jang pulls out his pistol and pops the drug addict in his head. Yeah. He looks at Lucy and he wants to offer her a job. The thug knocks her out. Cut to Morgan Freeman giving his speech. Go ahead. Give it, Sean. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Okay. I, I mean, I'm going to give it like me. I'm not going to give it like you. I hope you have your part where you're going to give it like you. If life started a billion years ago, we will have to wait 400,000 years to see the formation of the first nerve cells. This is where life as we know it begins. We see the evolution of animals, how they eat, how they mate, how they survive. Animals have been around for millions of years, yet most species only use 3 to 5% of their brain capacity. Not till humans begin uh, do we use... To, uh, do we begin to use 10% of our brain capacity? So funny that I could not read that sentence with my limited brain capacity. Uh, and we see cavemen scraping rocks together. And we'll believe anything. Morgan so, Freeman. Okay, so I thought that was true. I thought I grew up in school learning that. Don't humans use 10% of their brain? That is not a fact. <sighs> it's, it's so... It's based off a of myth, uh, and they're not really sure kind of where it came from. But we use all parts of our brains. So, but you don't use all parts of your brains at the same time. So, for example, while we're recording this podcast, right? You're you're, you're 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 talking. Not this, not this part of my brain. What's that? I'm using this part of my brain for the podcast. This, this part of my brain is personal time. <laughs> right. But while you're talking to me, you might also be thinking, ah, man, tomorrow I got to do whatever. And you're tapping your finger and you're moving around. So you're using parts of your brain to do all of those functions. So you're always using all of your brain. You may use less when you're sleeping. You may not need, you're not walking, right? Unless you're sleepwalking. So you're not using it, but we use all parts of our brain. The brain you know, it represents 3% of our body weight, um, but it uses 20% of our body's energy. So it's a, it's a big deal, obviously, but yes, that is, a, that is a complete myth. The 10% brain myth. So the entire anything. movie, the entire movie based on the fact that you're going to continue to increase and we can get into it, your brain power and obviously do all these like superhero things is we knew that part wasn't true, but it's based off you know, the premise of it is, is not a fact at all, but it sounds great. I want it to be true so bad. I you believe, want it to be true because believe, Morgan Freeman said it. I believe every word of this. I just <laughs> wanted this so bad. I'm like, aliens have telepathy so they can use more of their brain. Of course, dolphins, more, and they have sonar. Of course, so 100% I could, I could make people dance if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. The, the day but, that Sean the Butcher got sad, he had listened to me talk about brains. And he knew he was smarter than me, but not a dolphin. He was sad. Super sad. Sean the gullible. <laughs> hey, I mean, this is, and I say it, but like how many times have you heard that? I mean, I feel like I heard it in fifth grade or some yes. shit. All, all the time. So it's one of those weird things that just gets handed down. Everybody's like, oh, we need you. We're not smart enough. Unfortunately, Sean, we're using all of the brain that we possibly can. So How depressing. Unhappy with what we have. Great. This is the best I could do this with this the, brain. This is the tops. This is this what is you got. Great. Uh, no <laughs> way. So, 
I'm going to chainsaw my brain off. <laughs> You've done me no good. <laughs> but um, but it, it's a cool premise. I, I would say that I, I wish, I almost wish this movie based, based the drug, and we'll get to it, off of something else because I feel like they could have gone, it's okay to go real supernatural when you base it in this science. Yeah in the beginning and we have this awesome presentation and dolphins and, and all that. Um, but you know, again, I will stick by it. If Morgan Freeman says it and he says it in a movie, it's the word of God. I'm going to believe it. I got it <laughs> until, until I look it up. So he says, once humans use 10% of their brain, we see all the things we accomplish, airplanes, cars, machines, stock market, rocket ships, Rubik's cube, uh, and then finally ends with the shot of our our caveman scraping the rocks together and creating fire. Freeman says the only living being that uses its brain better than us is the dolphin, which uses 20% of its brain capacity. This allows it to have echolocation, which is more efficient than any sonar. It did not invent it. It developed it. Can we conclude that humans are more concerned with having than being? And then Lucy wakes up. She's in bed. She's got bloody gauze wrapped around her. She looks at the bed uh, next to the bed and there's medical equipment everywhere. The thugs walk in. They throw her her clothes. She walks out to the main room. There's Mr. Jang. She asks what they've done to her. And this English speaking doctor walks out of a side room and he's like, nothing, just a little horizontal slit. It'll be gone in a month. Scar will be invisible. Yeah. Says, don't worry. We didn't harvest your organ. We just slipped a package into your tummy. A new drug that kids in Europe are going to love called CPH4. That's what makes me nervous about doctors. There's always an evil doctor. Oh, man. Are you kidding me? Everybody's evil. There's probably way more than one evil doctor, I'll tell you what. No, I'm saying in these movies, there's always one evil doctor who will just do anything. Anything. For drug money, doctors will do anything. Some doctors. Some of these evil doctors. Mr. Jang's doctors. Uh, he doesn't like the name CPH4 and asks Lucy if she has any better suggestions. Weirdo. <laughs> the rest of our guests arrive. They've all had packages inserted in their stomachs. They've all, they're all given passports and plane tickets. And upon arrival, uh, their guys are going to recover their merchandise. If you are tempted to warn the authorities, we have the names and addresses of the families of all of you. Bon voyage. They throw a bag on Lucy's head. So... Can we assume that these other guys were delivery men, much like Richard? Right? It's all guys. She's the only girl. And and it would have been Richard that's there in this exact situation with these other guys. So they've they've picked them up as people that are desperate for money. I, I don't know how they find how do they recruit these guys, Sean? People in need. Yeah. I mean, desperate times, desperate measures, I'm sure. But there's no way to get out of that situation alive. No, no, right? no, no. I mean, no. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to die. You have to. They're not going to give a shit. They're not going to let you live after you transport. Like, yeah, that's not the, the, the purpose is not to leave witnesses, you know, like. So just much like the menu, right? Scarlett Johansson is swapped out and she's in that our hero. She's Margot. Is, yeah. Is in that situation. Margo with um, superpowers. Yeah, and, and we can safe to say that Richard is the worst boyfriend she's ever had. 
I mean, he's only been around for a week and he wears a cowboy hat. He looks kind of like a kind of a prick for the most part. And he just, <laughs> I, I just do not like his vibe at all. The fact that she fell for him is nothing against you if you're wearing a cowboy hat. Listen to In Madness, <laughs> but just watch Lucy love- and look at Richard for like 30 seconds and be like, this guy's a prick. I love that that's what bothers bothers you. Not that he handcuffed her to a briefcase. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's a scumbag for all the things that he does. But like right off the bat, just before, I'm sure she could have seen how much of a dick he was before he handcuffed her to a briefcase. Uh, But then we've cut to Morgan Freeman's speech. For primitive beings like us, life has one single purpose, gaining time. It's going through time. Going through time seems to be the only real purpose of the cells in our bodies. We have two choices, immortality or reproduction. If the habitat is not favorable or nurturing, we see all these natural disasters, global warming, acts of God. The cell will choose immortality. In other words, self-sufficiency and self-management. But on the other hand, if the habitat is favorable, we see shots of beautiful forest and oceans. They will choose to reproduce and we see animals getting it on and humans getting it on. And I will say, oh, none of false. this happened. Yeah. Yeah. False. No one. No one reproduces. Damn it. What else? Yeah. Tell right? me. I mean, if in unfavorable conditions, you don't reproduce, this planet would be empty. Right. Who's in, quote unquote, favorable positions all the time to, to, to reproduce? They're showing natural disasters. They happen left and right. You know, yeah. there was a baby boom coming out of COVID. So I, I think that's just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't understand that part at all. And don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed this movie. I was going to ask because I, I, I did. I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. It was, okay. when, I really did. But it was when you peel the first layer off of it. It starts to fall apart. Okay. No. And, which is fine in an enjoyable, enjoyable movie. Uh, but I would say as, as compared to previous movies we've done on the podcast, you peel you peel the first layer and there's another layer. It's so friggin' heartbreaking to me because I've seen this movie so many times because I love it so much. And I I mean, I'm sure I my stupid ass, I don't think I believed every word, but I believed a majority of it. It was like Neil deGrasse Tyson, like blowing my mind. Like, this is what I'm talking about. I always wanted to know, like, what's out there and what can the brain do? And I thought that Morgan Freeman was giving me the answers. And I didn't know until right now on this podcast. Like, <laughs> He's giving you answers. Stop. Stop. He's incorrect yeah they're but, all wrong yeah. no no i thoroughly enjoyed the movie though and listen you you know me well enough now to know that i, I i'm hard pressed to i'm not a negative person when it comes to art or movies or anything so uh, there is so much of this movie that i i really really liked it's just the kind of the their quote-unquote facts are full of shit yeah yeah <laughs> it's fine which is fine because I, I would venture to say that a lot of movies we've enjoyed through our lives are full if of we're shit. not looking at them out of this microscope like this fall apart when you look at them that way. And I would say that if you get, I mean, look at signs. Yeah. If you get an emotional response from this movie, which I definitely did and a reaction to the ending and just the thoughts that it puts in your head, I think that's, that's the most important thing. When I was done watching this movie, I was, I was thinking about it for a while. Good, good. All right. That's what I was going to ask because I was like, oh, my God, I think he hated this movie. No, I I mean, I I watched it three times and and I did. I just 
you know, if I just watched it and wasn't doing research for the podcast, then you know I'm going to dive in and look and be like, oh, what are the what are more facts about 10% of the brain? And then it's like the first 10 articles are about if you type in like Lucy and 10% of the brain, it's like there's there's like scientific journals that are like another movie based off of falsehood. Yeah. Bomber. I liked it better when I wasn't researching it and I just believed Morgan Freeman. (laughs) He says that way when they die, they hand down essential information and knowledge to the next cell, which hands it down to the next cell. And we have shots of animals and children being birthed. Knowledge and learning are handed down through time. Love that. And oh, that was a really good Morgan Freeman you did there. Too. Thank you. I wasn't even really doing Morgan Freeman. I was just getting really dramatic with it. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Lucy's bag. Uh, uh, she's bagged up. She's freaking out. She's in a car. She's traveling. She's wondering how she's going to do this. She keeps saying to herself, uh, I have time to think about it on the plane. Just save time. You're alive. That's all that matters. Just wait. Save time. And this is cool. She's talking about time. We just heard Morgan Freeman Which- say it. Right, that's all they're concerned with, and she's clearly that's all she's reminding herself. I got time. I got time. Now she's locked up. She's in some holding cell with some thugs. They're feeling. How, her how did she get there, Sean? I, the, the 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 thugs brought her there. But why? They well, she had a because they have to wait. What? <laughs> well, they got to bring her on the plane, right? So maybe they got to take her there and hold her there until like she's ready for her flight. I, I I guess maybe they weren't bringing her right to the airport. Maybe they had to hold her like somewhere before the flight. So these are like the, these are, I, I didn't get it. I was confused if this was like a different group, if the a different group of thugs. No, I think it's like Uber was hijacked. No, I think maybe like the higher class thugs were like, Oh, we got to hold her until the, so they still hold, held her with the lower class thugs. And like, we're going to pick her up when it's time for a flight. But why they beat her up then and kick her in the stomach. Where well, the- that's okay. yeah, that, so that these thugs seem a little stupid. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they would do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's locked up. She's in a holding cell with some thugs. They're feeling her up. They're being scumbags. And Lucy shoves one of the guys off. But he then slaps her and kicks her in the gut three times. Mm-hmm. And her stomach wound starts bleeding. We get a look inside her body and we see the pouch open up and the blue crystals going into Lucy's bloodstream and traveling all throughout her body. We get a massive cellular firework display right here. Very right? cool. Like, yeah, this is really cool. Very color out of space like. Yes. Yes. Lucy starts seizuring up the wall to the ceiling. The lights are sparking. Her body is floating away, but she's chained to the wall and she's pulling herself back on the chain and get back to the floor. And then she slams herself against the wall. She gets slammed against the wall and knocks herself out. Mm-hmm. 20%. <laughs> I just ruined all your percentages. Allegedly. <laughs> Freeman says, imagine what our life would be like if we could access 20% of our brain's capacity. Uh, this would give us access to, uh, to and control of our own body. It's not proven by science, just hypothesis. But Greeks and Egyptians and Indians knew all about cells before microscopes. And many people thought Darwin was a fool for his theory of evolution. It's up to us to push the rules and laws and go from evolution to revolution. There are more connections in the human body than there are stars in the galaxy. Mm. Is that true? That I didn't look up. (laughs) We have a gigantic network of information to which we have almost no access. 
student asks what the next stage would be control of other people. And we get shots of magicians making women levitate. So are we, we're to assume that we get enough brain power, our cells begin to communicate with cells in somebody else's body and sort of take them over, become the boss of their cells. Yes. Master other people. Okay. So we, that's what Morgan tells me other people because that has cells and we master the air because she's flipping around up in the air in, in the holding cell. Okay. Uh, he says, but for that, we need to access 40% of our brain's capacity. After control of ourselves and others would come control of matter. But now we're entering the realm of science fiction where we know nothing more than a dog who looks at the moon. Hmm. Student asks, what happens if we unlocked 100%? And he says, I have no idea. We're about to make a movie about it. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy wakes up and her eyes are blue. Yeah, She's stone-faced. She sits in the chair looking directly at the wall. A thug walks in. She spreads her legs. The thug smiles. He puts his gun on the table. He takes off his belt. She grabs his hand grabs his belt, flips him in the air while taking his belt, rips his belt around the table, pulls it to her, grabs the gun, and escapes from the room. And I'll tell you two things about this scene. One, the blue eyes, I I think, is a clear nod to Dune. Um, When people with the spice in Dune, their eyes, the Fremen and stuff like that, have the blue eyes. I would also say that to, (laughs) to to fool this horny kidnapper, I don't think she needed to access... 40%, 20% 40%, 20% of her brain, right? Like 2% of her brain would have been fine to, to lure this guy in. But she did the cool whippy thing with the belt and the, the gun, and it was all perfectly you planned out. You don't need an increased brain power to fool, fool a man, I don't think, in, this, in that situation. Not with Lucy. No. Uh, and this is a one another cool scene that I was going to make the milking, but I mean, it's her too late. I already did my milking, but she marches into the kitchen and she goes, hey, and pops off seven shots at seven guys and kills every single one of them in one shot. Badass. And then eats all her, eats all their food. Too. Sits down at the table and starts, because you know why? Because you know why? Because it's known as a fact. <laughs> when the brain starts accessing more, you got to eat more to feed the brain. Yes. Yeah. You know that it's fact. It's true. Yeah, yeah. This is this is Sean facts. That'll be a new voiceover that will. Oh, Sean facts. Uh, everything incorrect. Uh, we see Lucy shot in the arm. She digs inside the wound with her hand and pulls out the bullet and drops it in the glass and walks away. So she's impenetrable too. Badass. She's it's- kind of like a Wolverine splash Xavier combo, which is what happens when you can access more than ten percent of your brain. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. fact. She gra- she grabs fact, Sean fact. She grabs all their guns, goes outside and two gab drivers, asks for a ride. One of the guys says he doesn't speak English and she shoots him in the leg. She points the gun at the other cab driver and says, take me to a hospital now. <laughs> Inside the cab, she can hear other people's conversations from all the way down the street, all the way down the block. Now she's got hypersensitive hearing. But yes, like Wolverine, she is an X-Men but not Black Widow. <laughs> She's not Black Widow in this movie. <laughs> she pulls up to the hospital. She walks right in uh, with a gun and a silencer, and uh, the letters are all in Korean on the 
on the in the hospital, but she can see them in English. Mm-hmm. She walks right into the operating room. She sees a surgeon working on a guy. She looks at the x-rays and shoots the guy on the operating table. She shoves him off. She tells the doctor there was nothing he could have done. The tumor already spread to his brain. Uh, and pointing at the, ter- at the surgeon, she says, somebody put a bag of drugs in me. I need you to remove it. It's leaking. Yeah, and that surgeon, he, he takes his mask down to talk to her and, like, leaves it down and doesn't put it up till later. Like, what? Really? It, maybe a shock. Because that such a cool moment when she does that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the nurses faints immediately. He wants to give her anesthesia. She's like, no, no anesthesia. She's pointing the gun at the surgeon. She says, I need you to operate right now. While, she, while he's taking this bag out of her, she's calling her mom. And the surgeon's digging around inside of her stomach. And she's on the phone. She's like, I can feel everything. Space, air, vibrations, people. I can feel gravity. I can feel the rotation of the earth, the blood in my veins. I can feel my brain, the deepest parts of my memory. That's how I feel when I try to go to sleep when I'm stoned. (laughs) I can hear my brain moving. She remembers the pain in her mouth when she had braces. She remembers stroking a cat. Her mom's like, the cat, you were barely one year old. How, How do you remember that? She says, I can remember the taste of your milk in my mouth. Mm. She tells her mom she loves her. The doc pulls the bag out, asks what it is, and Lucy says it is CPH4. And we're going to stop right there. Go ahead. And I'm going to say one thing she mentions to her mom, something about a thousand kisses. Yes. Okay. So how old do you think she is in this movie? I'd say 20-something. 20-something. Well, so I'd venture to say that on average in the first, like, Six years of your a child's life, a parent probably kisses them every single day. Yeah. I think you would get to a thousand by age three. quickly. <laughs> yeah. Right. With a newborn baby. I think you're gonna beat a thousand. Also, too, like when our brain is growing, uh, you would actually, if your brain was rapidly growing, you would actually forget things from the past. You wouldn't gain past knowledge like kids do as their brains grow, right? That's why they don't remember things from the past. So that's not. That's not a, a fact. Um, I feel like I'm being mean about it, but I'm not. I <laughs> you sound mean. like you sound like Chef Brian when he's oh talking about God. all the, the food people he can't stand. <laughs> They're just the gnarly bits I had. And, and no, I like we know we need. I yeah, we need to know what's <laughs> this fact. Is what I had when I looked it up. Um, and CPH four is not real. Uh, so the director claims it's based off a real molecule. Um, and as much as I could tell from a couple articles, it's more likely based off a group of complex enzymes that, uh, you know, women have in their bodies when when they're pregnant. Um, so it's sort of loosely based off of something and they and they ran they ran with it. The doctor says pregnant women manufacture it in tiny quantities for a baby. It packs the power of an atomic bomb. It's what forms all the bones and in, inside of a fetus's body. He didn't realize they succeeded in making a synthetic version of it. He says, I'm surprised you're still alive. And Lucy says, not for long. Wild. (laughs) I'm all in on this movie. Yeah, and this is a ticking clock. So, you know, I don't know how many days it lasts. Imagine if it lasted seven days. That'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. That does fall right into our (laughs) universe. What the hell's going on? She leaves the hospital. She can see the energy flowing through a tree and the roots. We see Mr. Jang getting his hand tattooed, relaxing. He's got cucumbers on his eyes. 
in walks Lucy like a friggin' Neo from the Matrix. Yeah, it's awesome. Guns in each hand, slow motion, popping thugs. She shoots through a door five times, open the door, and on the other side is five thugs. She shot them all through the door without looking at them. Without looking at them. They're all dead. She walks up to Mr. Jang. She tells the tattooist to leave. Lucy sits on Mr. Jang's lap, pulls out two knives, and plunges them into his hands. He jumps awake. Lucy goes, learning is a painful process. I remember the sound of my own bones growing, a grinding under the skin. Everything is different now. Her whole life, she wondered who she was and what she was doing. And now, with reaches to the furthest axis of her brain, she realizes how primitive it is. There uh, are all obstacles, like this pain you're experiencing. It's blocking you from understanding. All you know is pain. Where are the others carrying the drugs? I need the rest of it. <laughs> Woo! She's bringing the heat. She touches Mr. Jang's brain and reads his mind like Brandon Lee and the Crow. And bam, we have we we have a we always end up with a Star Wars reference. Now we go ahead. Now we have a Star Trek reference. So I'm watching this and I'm like, she's using the Vulcan mind meld from Star Trek. (laughs) And it's a it's like this touch technique that Vulcans use, and they merge their mind with the essence of another mind. In the original Star Trek movie, the 1979 film, they they do it to to assess Spock. But it's called the Vulcan mind meld. And the first time I saw this, I was like, "Oh my god, she's using the Vulcan mind meld!" So she's got all the powers. We've even uh, got powers from alternate universes. I was going to say something before, and then I forgot what I was going to say. But now I just remembered it when you said that the more you learn, like you forget things. Yeah. Uh, there's a great episode of Married with Children where they're trying to get Kelly Bundy to learn a bunch of stuff. And you see all this stuff like prying into one end of her ear and then at the other end of her ear, all the other stuff is like coming out of it. It's very funny. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of. I got to post that. Shout outs to you if you watch Married with Children. But Lucy touches Mr. Jang's head and she's going through the passage of his passages of his brain to the shady doctor, giving the other drug mules their tickets. And she can see where everybody is going. Berlin, Paris, Rome. Uh, she walks away, and Mr. Jang lets out a blood-curdling scream. Lucy goes to her friend's house. She gives her a hug, and then she gives her a strange look. She has to borrow her computer. Lucy is typing a million miles an hour, kind of like me, not like vertebrae. No, no, yeah, that was you. That was you. That For sure, that was you typing. Why Why didn't she kill Mr. Jang? Um, she, I, she, I mean, because yeah, he's not a he's not a threat to her. She's but when she got the threat. info, he's gonna be a threat if he's alive. He's coming at her. Yeah, yeah, and she should have seen the end coming. Well, not really, because she's not a hundred. She's not at a hundred percent yet. Yeah, I mean, she she killed all his thugs. She didn't kill yeah. him. I wonder why. I mean, I, I guess I, we don't have the tension at the end if he's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I need him, or else he's not in the Hall of Fame with Miss Carmody. <laughs> Uh, she gives her friend a strange look. She has to borrow a computer. She's typing a million miles an hour. There's a thousand documents she's going through. Her friend asked to guess where she went on a date last night. And Lucy mouths it the same time her friend does. Four Seasons Royal Suites. And we made love all night. So now Lucy can read her friend's mind. She finds and calls Morgan Freeman, Samuel Norman. Professor Norman. She says, I just read all your research on the human brain we need to meet. She did this in 90 seconds. Yeah. Freeman laughs and says, all of my research? 
He's stunned. I find that hard to believe. I must have written, and she goes, 6,734 pages. I can recite them to you by heart if you wish. <laughs> he asks if this is a joke, and she pops up on his TV, and he's stunned. She says she read his theory on the brain's capacity, and it's rudimentary, but he's on the right track. Nice. So that's alluding to what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, rudimentary. But, I mean, yeah. His life uh, work, though, she's calling it rudimentary. Yep, rudimentary. I love this line. My cells are reproducing at a phenomenal speed, several million per second. I doubt I'll last more than 24 hours. I've had CPH4. It allowed me to use 100% of my brain capacity. Right now, I'm at 28%. I'm colonizing my own brain. So sick. What a dope line. Yeah. She's talking fast and robotic. She's a completely different person than like the ditzy girl she was in the beginning, where she was kind of like, yeah, she's very much super robotic in this and and on a mission. Morgan Freeman is stunned. I'm just gonna call him Morgan Freeman. God damn it. I know, I know. You don't want to call him Professor Norman. She can control her own metabolism as well as other people's bodies. She can also control magnetic and electric waves, TV, phone, radio, and starts messing with all the equipment in his house. She doesn't feel pain, fear, desire. She is fading away, becoming less human. What are you doing, Sean, if you got this this power that she's got? Man, but I but but if I'm gonna die in 24 hours and yeah, so what are you doing? I don't know, man. I, I mean, you want to do good, but what, what do you do with all this power? I mean, pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. You just, you do, you want to do good. But I mean, yeah, but, th- th- but then you take advantage. Do you like, oh, I'm just going to make a million dollars in two seconds somehow? I don't know. I don't know. This, yeah. What do you do with all that knowledge? What do you do? I, I don't know. I mean, what she does is pretty cool if if her essence is still around that's She's that's kind of yeah. neat yeah i uh, yeah and in a sense yeah the ending is so weird uh i, I yeah we'll, we'll get we're into almost it. there this movie flies by we're yeah like, all her knowledge is exploding in her brain she doesn't know what to do with it morgan <laughs> freeman says pass it on yeah there's no higher purpose. Pass it on like any simple cell going through time. She says, I'll be at your door in 12 hours. Her friend comes out of the shower. Lucy printed her a prescription. Your kidneys aren't functioning. Your liver's failing. Take better care of yourself. You'll be okay. Turns around and leaves. Now she's at the airport. Her face is all over the news from the hospital shooting. Uh, she sees this as she's walking through the airport and changes the color of her hair while she's walking. Yeah. what's She's another X-Men. She's the, the shapeshifter one. The morpher one. Yeah. The blue yeah. chick. Yeah. Mystique? Her name. Mystique? Yeah, Mystique. Yeah, I'm being a terrible hey, man right now. Score one for me. She's calling the cop. She's telling the cop to write down everything she says with the pen to his left. He looks He looks next to himself bugged out. She's like, there's no cameras. Hurry up. I have no time to waste. 30%. Hmm. <laughs> freaked out the cop is taking down her info. She tells the cop that the people are arriving in each place with the drugs and that he needs to recover them. A dog begins to approach her. She whips it a look, and it's oh. whimp- it whimpers away. Yeah. Now she can scare the dogs. At least the dog wasn't injured. We have a movie where the animal wasn't injured. See? It's about friggin' time. That's yeah. another theme on this podcast, if you haven't heard our past episodes. Lots of animals being tortured for some reason in the Awful. movies. Yeah. Uh, we see all the drug mules being stopped at the border and arrested. We got Lucy on the plane. Two laptops typing with each hand, going through an extraordinary amount of information. 
This is Sean on a plane. If you get on a, on a plane, plane. And yeah, and you're near Sean, here he is working. Oh, I love that amount of room on a plane. My God, I just was on a plane in the middle seat. Are oh. you kidding me? Oh, it, yeah. It just, no, How'd you I, end up with the middle seat? I, I had a, it was a long story. I, don't oh, it. I man, usually pick the aisle seat. I didn't have the option to pick this time. It's, it's, oh. it was, yeah, terrible. No, I wish I had enough room to have two computers and type with both my hands. Uh, the man next to her is looking in amazement. The stewardess walks over and tells her to put the computers away. Lucy's like, wipe your nose. The stewardess is confused, but then her nose begins bleeding. Mm. Lucy's like, can I get some champagne? And then she closes her computers, gets a glass of champagne, and toasts to knowledge. 40%. She drinks, and in the glass is her tooth. Mm-hmm cut to Freeman's speech if the habitat is not favorable or nurturing Lucy coughs and more teeth come out Morgan says that this cell will choose immortality her skin begins flaking away she wipes at her hand and the flesh wipes off yeah it's cool it's like dust or sand self-sufficiency and self-management lucy is fading away she runs to the bathroom she tries closing the little knob door but her fingers keep fading away to dust and she can't lock it it's really cool Mm -hmm. her face begins to melt off she opens the bag of cph4 and she's munching on it hungry hungry hippo style to get (laughs) it inside of her body i don't understand why they're screaming at her to get can't they, they can't they just get in that bathroom yeah, or can they just leave her the hell alone? Right, but I think that there's like a key or something they have, right? They could just go in there. If they had she, to. There has yeah. to be. Yeah. Uh, her body begins reforming, and she explodes into streams of light, very much like color out of space. Yes, this very much like color out of space. Then she wakes up. Her eye blinks four or five times. One, it looks like an acid trip. The other three times, it looks like reptile eyes. And then the mm-hmm. final one is her human eye. Very cool. Lucy wakes up in a hospital. No one can believe she's awake. The doctor said he doped her up. She's walking out of the hospital and all the cops point their guns at her. Please put your hands up. (laughs) She raises one hand and every cop except the one she called falls to the floor unconscious. She walks toward him and all the bullets fall out of his gun and she asks if he got the packets. He did. And he's barely freaked out by this. He mentioned something later, but like he's barely freaked out by this. Well, like he's just standing there kind of kind of freaked out, but not really. Kind of, but not like I don't know. He's not playing it well. No. Uh she walks off and he runs after her. They're driving and he's telling her how freaked out he was by her. He says it, but it's like he's just like I've seen a he's lot just of things saying it. Yeah, up, you know, and this is this is more See, in this, I believe she's looking at people on their cell phones and she can see the cell phone signal out of their phone going to the satellites in the sky. It looks like the Matrix. I think it looks awesome. She but how begins- can she? Because she's using 50% of her brain. I-, I understand, but we were talking about cells. It's Did they, did they also mean cell phones? I mean, it's the signal. It, it it gives off a signal that we can't see, but she can see it because she's using 50% of her brain. <laughs> I believe every word of this movie. God, I'm so gullible. I want. I was like, yeah, once you use 50% of your brain, you can see the signals and she begins separating the cell phone signals, right? And then she can, and then she finds the one she wants and she's like zooms in on it's, it like an iPhone. It's an awesome visual. 
I would say I, I wish that they based it not on something from a human and just be some supersonic drug that they developed that does this to your brain. Like pull it completely away from developing your brain in the present, in the world we live in and make it, we can develop your brain more than you have because you yeah. have this crazy drug. Just like that one little piece then, because at first, the first time I watched it, I didn't even know what she was doing. I wasn't sure. I was like, is that essence off the people? It, yeah, I feel stupid, but <laughs> when you say it, it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was friggin' mind-blowing. And yeah, I mean, I I want to believe that this is what happens when you can use more of your brain so much. <laughs> uh, she focuses on one of the signals, and she puts it on the cop's radio. Uh, they found, uh, it's the thugs, they found all the drug mules who got arrested with their product. They're telling this to Mr. Jang. Thugs walk into the spot where the surgeons are going to take out the products from the drug mules. They shoot all the cops in the room. The thugs have their surgeons take out the packets from the mules. One of them speaks to a thug, and then he shoots him in the head. All the cops. It's like two cops, and one guy goes to get sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> they had this, this major drug bust, right? Potential uh, yeah. drug bust. And they only sent, like, two people. And one of the guys, as soon as they get there, like, ah, oh, you know. And when he comes back, right, he's like, oh, I got you bacon. He's well, I forgot. This had mayo. I thought I said no mayo. <laughs> Lucy and the cop pull up to the hospital. The thugs are removing another package, and one of the guys tries to run, but the thugs shoot him in the back, and while he's sliding across the floor, Lucy stops him with her foot. Mm. All of the thugs point their guns at Lucy. She wants the drugs. The thugs approach her with their guns, and we cut to 60%. The thug walking away with the drugs gets blocked by an invisible wall, like a mime, when they're stuck in the box. He's touching this invisible wall and he's very confused. Then all of the thugs get their guns thrown up to the ceiling. Hmm. One by one, they line up to fight Lucy, who's walking in their direction and lifts all of them with her brain powers while they're swinging and not touching her. Hmm. She walks up to the thug with the drugs who is frozen in place and plucks the briefcase out of his hands. She pulls the drugs out of the stomach of the man. She stopped with her foot and puts it in the briefcase. She wants to leave, and the cop says he's no help to her. She tells him he is, and she kisses him, and she says he's a reminder. <laughs> Adorable. Are you When those thugs are running at her, if you're like thug number five in a row, and you've seen the other four get like tossed up in the air, are you still running towards her? Still swinging in the like air? How hard is it? I don't know. How hard is it to get a thug job? You know? Like, <laughs> I mean, we see the twins in Batman. It must be very easy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I might check out for the day. What are yeah. they going to do? Track you down? It seems like they got their hands full with these, with this person who can levitate people. So, loose yeah. Character. I mean, listen, when you're working for a man as scary as Mr. Jang, I guess you just you give it your all. Yeah. Uh, all the while, the thugs are still suspended, swinging in the air. They leave the hospital, and Mr. Jang sees Lucy driving away and follows her. We see Freeman and all of his professor buddies mm -hmm. at the university with the top men in their fields. He's on the phone with Lucy talking to her, but then she busts in the door. Mm. He wants to introduce her to everyone, but she already knows who they all are. I love that because it's like, meet the new professors of the scientists. She's like, no, I know him. And I, and I feel like it's an easy way 
to not introduce a whole bunch of new characters tw- with 20 minutes left in the film. It's like, oh, I know you already. Don't worry about it. Done. Move forward. 60%. Yeah. This is Lucy. She's unlocked certain portions of her brain that offer access to previously unexplored cerebral zones. She has abilities. They're like, can you give us an example? And she grabs the guy's shoulder and says, your daughter Gabriel, age six, died in a car accident. Blue car, leather seats, plastic bird hanging from the rear view. Crazy. Absolutely, positively awful. Crazy. Couldn't she have just said, two days ago, you had a tuna fish sandwich (laughs) for lunch? (laughs) She had to lay the point down. She oh, had to like lay the, the most brutal down. thing, the most awful thing that's happened in that guy's that guy's life. Just 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 point out something from his vacation. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. You have a bunion on your middle toe. Yeah. Remember when you lost your credit card in the bomb? Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah, I don't she know. went deep. But it's that emotion. She's losing her human. That's the thing. She's losing humanity. She's yeah. that's why she needs the cop as a reminder. Because she's she's a robot. She's becoming oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm supporting I Lucy. That. I got Lucy's back. <laughs> no, that sounds that's not when you said that, that sounds reasonable. Okay. I like that. Finally, she's yeah. 13 episodes in, and I have a good point. <laughs> the man breaks down crying the thugs of mr jang find lucy the thugs are telling mr jang she's a witch bruja mm. mr jang wants her dead lucy knows they are coming she's talking to the colleagues how did you unlock this knowledge electrical impulses every cell talks to every other cell they exchange a thousand bits of information between them per second cell group cells group forming a giant web of communication which in turn forms matter she's fluctuating her hand and a, like a mushroom trip. It's got these trails and waves. Mm. Another hand pops out of her hand and begins waving around. Then little matrixy. To, yes, yeah. and it changes to a deformed hand and a webbed hand with claws. Cells take one form, reform, deform, makes no difference. It's all the same. I mean, is this true? This is not... I, I think that I want this to be true. I want this all to be 100% legit. it's so cool the way it's explained and i just love there's not been a movie i've i always thought the 10 percent thing was true i always wanted to know what would happen with 100 percent. there's never really been a movie that they focused on like this is what would happen if you use 100 (laughs) percent. i love the human element i love the fact that it was a drug element that gave her access to it Uh, i think it's so friggin cool uh, I agree. I think it's yeah, an awesome premise. Yeah, I just sure. wish it was true. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like I thought they had scientists working on this, and they finally unlocked the the the, the, the like, secrets of the universe. Mm. God, I suck. Yeah. So we cut to Mr. Jang and the thugs are in suits and slow motion like reservoir dogs entering the university. Lucy says humans consider themselves unique, so they rooted their whole theory of existence on their uniqueness. One is their unit of measure, but it is not. All systems we put into place are a mere sketch. One plus one equals two, and that's all we've learned. She holds up a pen that begins floating in the air. One plus one is never equal to. There are no numbers and no letters. The pen begins multiplying and trailing and becoming infinite and changing shape. We've codified our existence to bring it down to human size, make it comprehensible. We created a scale to forget its unfathomable scale. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I agree. I, I, that, that part right there. So, um, I think that part, if we stop right there is just amazing that we're going to create a system 
to break things down so our brains can comprehend it. So us as humans can comprehend it. It's no different than if you actually just sat for a second and thought, here we are recording a podcast on this rock in space, <laughs> you know, all these other things going on and, and the vastness of space and where do we come from and all, all of these questions. That's where I say this movie then pulls me in, you know, I'm okay with, you know, the, the proliferation proliferation. Can I say that word? Holy shit. Of Sean facts throughout this. this <laughs> I'm fine. I'm, they're I'm Morgan fine. facts. They're Freeman facts, <laughs> which I am taking I'm, and writing in scripture. I'm fine with that. And, but cause it's these parts that get you thinking about just how every everything is that we set up to understand life, how we have to break things into little digestible morsels to really, truly comprehend it. Yeah. Right. Or you're probably going to go crazy. So it, and I remember as a kid thinking like, what was around like before the big bang, what, what created nothingness, what created space. And like, you think of the vastness and it's just mind boggling, which is why I brought up Neil deGrasse Tyson, because I have been watching or rewatching this show called Cosmos. I'll go into this mm -hmm. really quick because it is baffling. Uh, and again, I'm taking everything Neil deGrasse Tyson says as fact because he's way more credible than Morgan Freeman. Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> is a legitimate scientist. But in the beginning of this Cosmos episode, right, and I'm going to make this really quick, he's talking about the galaxy and just our Milky Way. And then the Milky Way is just our thing, and that's our planets. But then outside the Milky Way, there's even more. And then outside that, there's even more. And then he gets into this thing where, where it goes out and further and further, and it zooms out further and further, and then it goes into a little bubble, and then it's a million little bubbles and like they think that that whole thing is just one of a million and then it's just flowing and there's even more and it's like cells flowing through a vein and it's like and then he goes are you feeling small yet and it's just on yeah. un, it's unfathomable and yes, that's how i feel when she's talking about this unit of measure and all that right and we have to <clears throat> to be able to comprehend comprehend these things we have to break them down into into small situations Right. It's like when you're thinking about your own life, if you're constantly thinking about next Thursday, now it really you're not you're not living in the present. So it go, does go back to what Morgan Freeman said, Professor Norman, about time and concern with having time. So are we always concerned with having time? Yes, I would argue we're concerned with the past and what we might have done wrong in the past and what we're going to do in the future and and right, time running out and time's running out and that is the quest that every religion has you know sought which is to stay present right we, we they want to know what's going on and what happens in the afterlife and all that i get that people can question me on that but i would say most religions are based on the present how we behave in the present and being present is a really difficult thing to do right it's very difficult doing it now. And it's pretty hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Cause right now I'm talking and Sean's like, Oh, that's great. But tomorrow I think I'll get a cheese. Oh, yeah, I have about 600 million things going on yeah. besides this podcast. Yeah. But it's hard. And, and, uh, and I would say that things like this, even this movie afterwards, I think about it and I think, okay, how can we, how can you be more present when you're doing things? How can you just pour a cup of coffee and think of the coffee going into the cup? Not, just doing it to then get on a train and go somewhere or get in your car and drive somewhere. So, so 
I, I think you, we break things down into small facts to understand them. And if we just push them out constantly into the cosmos like that, like it gives you a weird feeling inside. Does it not? To, yeah. To feel that insignificant and that small. Yeah. 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 Can't focus on that. Can't focus. Can't focus. That. Can't just focus. Live. And the fact that <laughs> they love the tangents. Here's the tangent. The fact that our entire existence, the human existence is such a small fragment of the entirety of the universe. Yes. Like the dinosaurs were billions of years and like billions of years in between that. And just like our entire existence is a fraction of a moment in the scope of everything. It kills humans to think that they don't matter all the time. <laughs> I, it just cr crush it. They crush under the weight of that. And I think if you, you could see what Lucy sees then does all of that stuff matter anymore? It's like when you go through something in, in your life that's very upsetting and we all give pause and be like, oh, I got to enjoy myself more right now because you never know what could happen in the future and all these things. And it lasts for a little bit and it always just wears off. Lucy's having this extreme moment of this where she's just seeing everything. She, she doesn't know what to do. She's she's everything. still confused. She needs Freeman's help to figure yes. out what to do because that's what she called him. She knows everything, but she still called him for advice. Yes. Uh, Freeman says, if humans are not the unit of measure and the world isn't governed by mathematical law, what governs it? And I love this. Lucy shows behind her an image of a car. Speed up the image of the car going down the road. Speed it up infinitely and the car disappears. So what proof is there of its existence? My brain, my brain it hurts. Time gives legitimacy to its existence. Time is the only true unit of measure. It gives proof to the existence of matter. Without time, we don't exist. Freeman says time is unity. In walks, in walks Mr. Jang, spraying bullets everywhere. The colleagues begin hooking Lucy up to IVs and injecting the CPH4 into her body. Freeman asks why she needs such a huge dosage. Dosage, She says some cells in her body will fight and defend their integrity till the very end. In order to get the last few percent of that hundred, she will have to force it to crack the cells open to their nucleus. Hmm. Freeman says all this knowledge. I don't think mankind is ready for it. We're so driven by power and profit. Given man's nature, it might bring us instability and chaos. Agreed. This sounds like the supermarket in the mist. I'm just saying. Agreed. Lucy says ignorance brings chaos, not knowledge. I'll build a computer and upload all my knowledge to it, and I'll find a way for you to have access to it. Freeman says, I hope we will be worthy of your sacrifice. And the CPH4 pumps into Lucy's veins. Mm. The cops and the thugs have a standoff. Uh, the bags full of the blue substance drain into Lucy and she shoots a light out of her mouth. Very color out of space style. Yes. Lavinia. <clears throat> cops and thugs begin firing at each other. 70%. Lucy's veins begin protruding, her skin's changing color, her hands begin elongating and turning into data and wires in this computer-like, venom-like, symbiote-like substance. Yeah. It's spreading like mold. 
She's looking for energy, matter, trying to connect with the computers. Well, we know that because Morgan, Morgan Freeman told us that. I'm not sure how, how he knows. But he, he told us that. He, he narrates. Oh, he knows because he's smart and he's a scientist. And I'm yeah. taking what he says at face value. The substance yeah. begins engulfing everything in the room. <laughs> 80%. Here we go. Everything, everything in the room cuts away to white. Like they're in the Matrix, they're in Purgatory, in the upload yeah. training program. The colleagues are stunned. The substance begins forming a new generation computer. 90%. The thugs shoot at the cops and grab a rocket launcher and shoot it in the room Lucy is in. Everything explodes. And then in her chair, Lucy is transported to France. I think. It's the Eiffel Tower she's looking at. I think. Yeah. Her brain synapses fire, and now she's in her chair overlooking a cliff. I mean, they're in France, but now she's she's outside. Now yeah. she's in a cliff. Yeah. Then they fire off again, and she's in the middle of Times Square in New York City. And with her hand, she pauses time. And with one swipe, she rewinds it. <clears throat> you see Times Square being built throughout the years. She mm -hmm. stops in the time of horse and carriage wagons, men in top hats, cobblestone roads. She rewinds further back, and we see a time before the city indigenous tribes they're just staring at lucy in her chair in the middle of a swamp she rewinds further and then we see it's tropical she swipes left she swipes left yes <laughs> she looks up and there's a goddamn pterodactyl she looks ahead and there's a dinosaur eating it eating something it looks at her and lunges at her and she swipes one final time and she's face to face with our prehistoric ape from the very beginning who was drinking out of the river, Lucy. They're both <laughs> stunned to see each other. Human Lucy reaches out with one finger to ape Lucy. And like the goddamn 16th chapel, their fingers touch. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait Is it the 16th chapel? It's the Sistine chapel. It's the Sistine? It's not yeah. the 16th? Yeah. Wait, what's the Sistine? <laughs> Google it. Sixteen. But I will say that they show early on in the movie they show uh, this famous fresco by Michelangelo, and it's a creation of Adam where the two fingers are are touching. Sistine right? Chapel. Google it. That's, Did you Google it? I I'm no. I'm just I again. You're my Morgan Freeman. Come on, look it up, Sean. Say, Look yo, okay, sis. I my whole life, I thought it was the 16th chapel, uh, S I S T I N E chapel. Okay, here it is. Uh, yep, there it is in Vatican City, Sistine <laughs> Chapel. I thought it was the 16th chapel. I love it, Sean. Facts. <laughs> 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 I need to make a stinger where it's like the current affair. Wah, 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 wah. Sean Fax. Oh my God, I'm sweating. The Sistine Chapel. What is this hypocrisy? Lucy's transported to outer space. Seeing the creation of Earth. Comets colliding with it, creating it. 99%. Mr. Jang is approaching slowly behind Lucy with a gun to her head. She's still flying through the furthest regions of the galaxy, looking through outer space. Mr. Jang approaches. The dark matter begins creeping up Lucy's neck. We get this trippy sequence of going through a black hole and coming out the other end. Yeah, wild. This is Mr. really cool. 
Mr. Jang gets right up to Lucy, who now becomes engulfed by this black mass. 100%. Mr. Jang pulls the trigger. Pop, 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 pop. Lucy is gone. He points the gun at Morgan Freeman and his buddies. Where is she? The cop says, hey, you, and shoots Mr. Jang. The black mass begins moving and out pops a USB and hands it to Morgan Freeman. (laughs) And then it turns to dust. All the world's knowledge on one USB. It's pretty cool. It's made up of stars and whatnot. Yeah, how many, but like this movie was, what year did we say? It was 2014? I think so, yes. So what was the biggest USB you could buy in 2014? Oh, please. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, like I couldn't even fit like 50 pictures on one. (laughs) She got all the world's knowledge. All the world's knowledge. I'm like, that must be a big USB. Well, maybe she found a way to archive it on there. Yeah. That, you know. Thumb drive. Yeah. (laughs) Upset cops asking, where's Lucy? And then his phone says, I am everywhere. Morgan Freeman smiles. Life was given to us a billion years ago. Allegedly. Mm. Now you know what to do with it. (laughs) The end. There you go. That's Lucy, man. I think the end should have had the the song from the end of the Matrix in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love this movie so much. I've watched it so much. I it, it breaks my heart knowing that it's not based. I mean, I was hoping it would be fifty percent factual, uh, but no, it was uh, man. It was, but I don't care. I don't give a goddamn. I could still enjoy things that are I, fake. Listen, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it takes away from me enjoying the movie. Again, I I look these things up because we're talking about it on a podcast, but you know. Without we, looking him up, I just watched the movie. And I'm like, oh, this is trippy. This is crazy. We're all over time. She's turning into this Venom supercomputer. You know, what, what happens next? Like, do those dudes fight Morgan Freeman for that USB? Is he the only one who has it? Like, what happens when he opens it? Is her talking to him? Like, I want to know that, too. The reason, I mean, the reason I wanted to watch this movie, because, like, we were talking about a lot of, like, artificial intelligence and all Mm -hmm. the the crap that's been going on with it. And there's a lot of that, like, in this movie. And, like, how, like... I, I've seen some thing where it's like the evolution of humans and it's, and it, and you see it like from nothing to human to ape, whatever. And then it mm-hmm. morphs into, into Lucy, what like that supercomputer and like right. in billions of years from now, will we just be, you know, that, that black mass, that mold and like we're oh, human our computers and yeah, I, that's we like just the matrix public, public service announcement and say, if you make AI art, you don't make art. I'm just going to say it again. That's not yes. Yeah, yes. Type in prompts. Yes. So I say that whenever I, whenever I possibly can, cause it's all over the place. Now. Yes. And that's um, why partially why we did this is cause there's so much AI stuff happening. And I feel like Lucy is the evolution of, of humans where it's just all computers and all, everything technological but we'll be long dead in the ground by then but i yeah i totally like i I hadn't seen this i don't know why or how i I missed it um i totally enjoyed the movie i know it sounds like and i'm gonna go back and listen to this and be like i'm coming across mean but discredited everything i can't believe it was all non-factual yeah well, I mean, it's loosely based on facts, yeah, and I, mean, I think that if it's a if it's a 
a superhero film if it's just full fantasy then then why does it why does it matter yeah right i think it's not a like hardcore science fiction fans would n- not be into this right there's certainly other movies um that a lot of heavy duty scientific research has gone into them and we can we'll talk about some of those movies in the future um and i think in this case you know uh you know the director just grabbed some nuggets of fact parceled them out and made a really cool movie out of it like it's I'm, not a it's not supposed to be a science lesson i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah and like i don't know what to categorize this under is it like action but i feel like mr jang is the villain has a lot of horror to him yeah i think it's a sign i think it would be a science fiction yeah and i feel it's like a sci-fi movie yeah Uh, yes and and this was one you had never seen before so i get again i enjoy turning you on to like some thank you for taking the dive with me into these brand new movies uh and i'm glad you liked it i'm glad you did and you know what if i got any of my facts wrong you know what i mean if you listen to it and you're like oh he's actually wrong then you know by no means am i an expert on any of this um except the sistine chapel i'm an expert sistine the 16th (laughs) chapel i love it how embarrassing i love it and this Uh, podcast is recorded we're not going to edit that out not not editing a goddamn thing are you kidding me going in we're all going to make mistakes uh you know point them out we'd love to hear it if you want to jump in and discuss any of this with us if you have theories on it we'd love to hear your theories um i'm curious to see the feedback on this movie because i i think it did pretty well so I, think- I, I hope the podcast does as well as the movie did. Uh, we're we're going to get back to horror. We're going to get back to hardcore horror and fun. Uh, but, but I feel like this movie needed to be represented because it's very underrated. And I'm happy that we got it in under 20 episodes for our podcast. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I feel like all the movies we've talked about can live in a similar mindset. World. Yeah. Right. In a similar world. and And this fits right in there with it so it's awesome um you know thanks to everybody who who listened appreciate it uh holler at us and let us know how much fool we are you know um and then do you want to tease sean the next yeah episode? so i mean at in madness pod on all the socials don't forget on our youtube subscribe check out our in madness playlist uh did was so did you have another milking of the alpacas moment i didn't uh that was yeah 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 <laughs> I like when you when you had your own uh anytime if I if we have a different one, make sure you let me know. No, I was like right away when they shot the guy, I was like, okay. And then and when you said it, I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking, I don't think I had a, a different one. I didn't have it in my notes that I had a yeah. different one. Yeah, I like this movie, like the mist, it gets crazier and crazier and yes. crazier. And I I love the the brain growing aspect of it. Uh, and I think it's super underrated. And I think if you haven't seen this movie, you should definitely watch this movie. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Is there anything you want to plug before I start teasing? Uh, nah, I'm I'm good. Vertebrae 33 on everything. Socials. Check it. Check us out. Go back and listen to the menu episode that just came out. It's fantastic. Uh, uh, so many of the episodes are really enjoyed doing. Um, and we're don't, excited be, the don't be afraid of checking out our Batman episode just because it's a longer length doesn't mean it's not as good and detailed as everything. Yeah, split it up into, into, into 
Yeah, you two know, drives, sections. two long yeah. car rides. We, we come out every two weeks, so you have two yeah. weeks to get caught up on the next one. That's fine. Or so listen at your leisure whenever you want. Uh, if you got the middle seat on a plane and you need uh, to, to listen uh, to something, go ahead. So that's it. We're good. All the naughty bits good. are in. You got everything in? Yeah. I'm using 100% of my brain capacity. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh. I, 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 I feel like there could have been some more Morgan Freemans in this episode. Perhaps. But I, I think you've got to dole those out over time. <laughs> We're going to have other Morgan Freeman movies. Oh, I can't believe it was a goddamn liar, this whole movie. But it wasn't because it came from Morgan Freeman. It did. It was. 16th chapel thanks for hanging out with me sean the butcher on the socials at in madness pod on the socials at vertebrae 33 on the socials uh thanks for hanging out with us for episode 13 we will see you at episode 14 of in madness pod